0: The Agile marketplace is becoming more saturated, more competitive, and you can already see a race to the bottom on dollars and on talent. So how can you become more in demand? Well, I'm pleased to announce that The Forge is now accepting applications for the 2021 cohort. Now, The Forge is a year-long online immersive leadership experience. You'll join me live in the classroom every week and have access to bi-weekly one-on-one personal coaching and on-the-job support and development from me. You'll increase your visionary leadership, your discipline, your effectiveness. You'll carry more influence, confidence, certainty, and all that can radically change your career, your income, and your impact. And most important, this will put you not just at the forefront of what happens next in Agile, but at the helm. There is no other training experience like this in the marketplace. We're creating a generation of heroes, an elite tribe of leaders, and I'm looking forward to starting your journey through the forge. You can reach out at contact at badassagile.com to find out more. Do coaches instruct? Do they advise? Well, I think you know what I'm going to say about that. But let's dig in. That's this week on the Badass Agile podcast. Greetings, team. Welcome to the Badass Agile Podcast. I'm your host, Chris Williams. Greetings, everybody. Welcome back. A thank you, as always, for tuning in. Great to see you. One of the big questions that you hear from time to time is, are coaches necessary? Do Agile coaches add any value? Well, of course, you know, part of my time I spend being one So naturally, I think that it's a worthwhile pursuit, and I think it can add tremendous amounts of value to teams. But I also think the current state of coaching is a little too fluffy, and I want to explain what I mean by that. But before we do, let's take a moment to remember why we're here. To create an elite tribe of leaders who truly serve their clients and communities by doing what matters and what works, relentlessly chasing value and excellence like a badass. There's so many resources out there about what you need to do to be Agile, but we're focused on who you need to become in order to lead teams. So let's hammer down those fundamentals to create a truly unique and powerful force in this industry. Remember, if this helps you, you can tell your friends and you can join us in the Facebook Badass Agile Listener Lounge. Links are in the show notes. Well, hey, I've been kind of absent for a couple of weeks. I had a bit of an injury that uh, put me out. Not only was it impossible to record, but it was even impossible to think or to create. So, happy to be back. And in that time, I got to reading about whether or not coaching is an instructive or an advisory role, or whether it's more of a facilitator role. And I have some strong thoughts on that. I think that modern coaching is a little bit too fluffy. Increasingly, I see more and more sentiment that coaching is something that you do almost passively, in the sense that your job is to bring out the right solutions the right mindsets, the right actions in a collaborative, maybe consultative way. And that's created a knee-jerk reaction to any coach who offers advice, a coach who pitches solutions, or worse still, a coach who directs or advises. Let's take a moment to think about that. If you're being paid agile coach rates to coach what's supposed to be a high-performing team that already has a scrum master, that's already there to facilitate, to bring out the best in people, and to guide them through the ups and downs, the ins and outs of Scrum or whatever framework you're using, if you already have that, your job is to help people level up. I think that the coach has many important roles. Your job is to inspire, in my mind, first and foremost. But the minute that you inspire people, if you're good at what you do, people are going to start asking the question, how? How do you do that? How do I get better? How do I get to the places that you've seen? How do I get to the levels of performance that create the fabled stories and the the victories and the big wins? Well, listen, the only way to answer that question is with a story, some instruction, some guidance, some solutioning. Let's put this down right now. All coaching is teaching. Coaching is not just about making people feel good and helping them arrive at their own conclusions. Look, if they already had the right conclusions... If they had all the information they needed to make the right decision in a given moment, they'd be doing it already, and they definitely would not need you. If you want to serve your teams, if you want to add value to your client organization, I think you should be not just inspiring, but advising, instructing, and yeah, sometimes solutioning. Think of an Olympic coach. Pick your favorite sport. Do you think an Olympic-level coach? would look at their athletes after a bad performance or a substandard performance and say, okay, you missed the dunk or your lap time is off. What do you think you need to do? What do you think happened there? I mean, certainly your coaching may have some ideas about how they could improve, how they felt, what was different, what went wrong. But sometimes as a coach, you got to break out the playbook and say, here's where you missed. Here's what I saw. Your job as a coach is to have had enough experience that you can offer exactly that kind of advice. Your job is to guide and to mentor, to give them little experiments or performance tweaks to at least try and measure and see if it makes the difference that makes the difference. But you know something else? There are times too as a coach when you can see that people just aren't listening. They're not taking the advice. They're not being disciplined. They're not following the steps. They're not honoring practices or honoring commitments to themselves and to one another. And I think in those situations, it's entirely up to the coach to call that out, to let people know that the reason why they're not getting the results that they want is because they're failing to take either the coaching or their own knowledge, their own virtues, their own commitments to heart. You know, a great coach knows the playbook. And on game day the idea is to let the team worry less about strategy, tactics and the ever evolving situation on the field and to simply run the plays to the best of their ability to allow their instinct and their focus and their talent and their skill to take over and deliver the game winning result. And then there's music. Every great vocalist has a vocal teacher who teaches them the fundamentals, who helps them rehearse, practice, learn the material, the catalog, the library. But a vocal coach has a different job. The vocal coach helps them solve problems, sometimes on the day, before a recording, after a recording, before a performance, after a performance. The coach's job is to very quickly help them shine a light on what they're doing well, what's working, but also on what's not. To be able to diagnose, to offer solutions and corrective action. That comes from a depth and a wealth of experience that the performer themselves doesn't yet have. Why wouldn't you leverage that? Why wouldn't you be able to say, Hey, coach, what do I do here? And to be able to accept the input, the insight, the guidance, and even a solution. Because you know what that'll do? That'll shortcut you to success. Rather than trying and failing and trying again, and then risking damaging the instrument or getting frustrated or fed up, or letting your emotions take over, your coach is your trusted counselor, the person to whom you reach for advice and insight and practical tips to get through the moment, to get through the game, to get through the performance. To me, there's nothing more thrilling than watching an excellent coach who has such great instinct, such skilled sensitivity and understanding of the human condition, that when somebody is struggling or suffering or banging their heads against the wall, they have not only an insight, but an insight that is tailored to that individual person in that specific situation. It is that goldmine of experience, and that ability to connect with and inspire other human beings that makes them a coach. But just asking somebody how they feel about it, or what they think they'd like to work on, or what they think they need to do next... I don't really think that's coaching. Supporting, yes. Empathizing, yes. Enabling, yes. But that's not the whole job. Now, if you hear this description and say, well, I'm not sure I have enough experience to effectively coach other human beings. I'm not sure if what I suggest will actually work. Well, that's on you. It's on you to make sure that you either have the experience before you get into a coaching scenario, which how come you're a coach, if you haven't sufficiently And exhaustively done the job in the past. Or if you're just getting started as a coach, there's nothing wrong with saying, I'm not sure if this will work, but here's something I would like to try first. Are you down for the experiment? And again, there is nothing wrong with being consultative and asking your client, Do you think this will work? Does this sound like something that could work for you? What are your thoughts on what might help? Those are great questions, but they can't be the only question. Because if you want to be an effective, sought-after coach, you need to take a stand. You need to bring certainty to your coaching practice. You need to move other people quickly into a victory position so that you can shortcut the costly failures and the frustration and the uncertainty that comes with not knowing because you haven't yet done the growing for yourself. So let me encourage you this week. What I love to see is coaches who take risks. Coaches who put the sum of their instinct, knowledge, and experience on the table in a way that doesn't feel or isn't bossy, but rather focused on serving the individual or team client, getting them to victory, getting them to mastery, getting them success and confidence sooner. Let me know what you think. Folks, thank you for listening. You can reach out at badassagile.com or find me on Twitter at badass underscore agile. I look forward to next time and until then, stay badass.